For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to a extra special edition of Take the Black Live, your weekly show diving into all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, Outlander, Lord of the Rings, Wheel of Time, The Witcher, Westworld, Walking Dead, all the W shows, oh, Yes. anything we're talking about. I am Dan Sully, editor of Winchcoin.net, and I am here with Mia Johnson, entertainment editor at fansighted.com. So I've heard. Yes. All right, Mia. Today we have a special guest come out in a little bit. Yeah. Talk about Outlander, because we know some of you guys are way into it. We'd like to get into it. But first, I think we have to start by um, talking about the breaking news. Sophie Turner, our own, our own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the world's own Sophie Turner, Sunstone yeah. Game of Thrones, is pregnant. Yeah. Hooray. Her it's only all the way for say, Joe really. Jonas. <laughs> you know, I was a little like hesitant to even report on that because mm-hmm. it's I don't know it's like you know it was like breaking news like sources confirm Sophie Turner yeah. is pregnant which is like a little weird yeah. you know it's like yeah she th- I mean they're on social a lot they're on Instagram a lot so they'll I feel like in their own time they'll be like yeah you know. I, I'm sure yeah but, but then uh, it was like everyone saying it yeah all, so it's like okay <laughs> like who are the sources who like people <laughs> talk the to source that you say that are like yeah i know this person who's yeah. pregnant and then it's confirmed by like two other independent yeah. sources like who are yeah. these spies yeah it's like my uncle used to work at hbo and <laughs> so <laughs> through the grapevine i went yeah. to a baby shower like I, I don't know it seems weird to me but <laughs> assuming it's true what you think it is congratulations oh, yeah, obviously course, it's very yeah. very cool Phew. The first Game of Thrones baby. Very, very exciting. Yes. Hi, Julie. Hey, Diane. Hello, Congrats everybody. to Sophie and Joe. So that'll be cool. Um, you know, a little sad for all the uh, the old Jonas Brothers fans who are my age and like, <laughs> like, well, we had no chance. Were you that age where it was like the Jonas Brothers were big and it was yeah. like, we're into that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Nick was my personal favorite though, but I, Priyanka is definitely a better choice. So, <laughs> Is Nick the famous one? He, he's the lead. So <laughs> Nick, Joe, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I know Nick. I know Joe because of Turmer. Uh-huh. I don't know the other one at all. Yeah, uh, well, that's fine. No, well, yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> okay. We shouldn't trust the Thrones quotes. Yeah, so let's talk about. <laughs> anyway, um, in other Game of Thronesy news, we had a couple of them at the Oscars this Sunday. Yeah. Very exciting. Where, by the way, just I know the Oscars are already a week old, but it's still bears repeating. This couple of days old. That's eight weeks in internet time. Um, bears repeating. Parasite one. Yeah, you know, the huge, first yeah. non-English language film in history to win Best Picture. Yeah. I saw it like that weekend and I was very glad I did because I was like, all right, I am on this train. Yeah, you know, I wasn't, it's weird, not to say I wasn't convinced, like for any other like 
odd reason, but I'm definitely like, I actually want to, I'm like, I'm going to go watch it tonight. It was good. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, I should hold it for this weekend, but it's like, no, it's snowing tonight. And it'll be the perfect time mm. to get oh, cozy. So it's, it's and, You're going to watch it? Yeah. I think I'm going to download it tonight and watch it. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good movie. Yeah. It's one that I think was, uh, it was better because I didn't really know a lot about it going in. Mm-hmm. As you hear also, they're going to, HBO um, is making a TV yeah. miniseries version of it, which struck me as a really kind of odd choice when I heard about yeah. it. Like, that one. And aren't they, they were like, they're eyeing uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, exactly. The Hulk. Like, Starring the Hulk. <laughs> I would like to talk about what happened in it, but I'll just let you go sign over for yourself. Yeah. But I mean, after One Best Picture, I'm like, okay, I think they were smarter than they let on. Yeah, True. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And also, I-, I was a little sad because we didn't get to see Game of Thrones stars go up onto stage. Because they, they might have had different movies won. For example, we had Dean Charles Chapman, mm-hmm. who is the star of 1917, which yeah. I did not see, um, who played Tom. Remember King Tom and Baratheon? Poor Cersei's little baby boy who, Aww, yeah, who, who jumped out yeah. the window. <laughs> well, Poor guy. But he looks happy here. Yeah, 19, I thought 1917 was going to be the one to take best picture. And then it was like, nope. So, yeah. Anyway, he looks good. I mean, we can yeah. do fashion things, but whatever. It's a, it's a tux. It's nice. Um, did, you see, did you see that movie, by the way? I'm not a war movie person at all. And I get that the, it's like a big cinematography thing. But I was like, eh, it's that and it's British. <laughs> I was like, that's just a recipe for me to fall asleep. I'm so sorry. That or like Dunkirk. I was like, I, I Dunkirk would love to. Dunkirk bored me senseless i saw that yeah one. and i'm sorry I, if you love it i'm happy for you yeah like i was I'm, like where when is this war gonna be over oh my god yeah it's either here nor there though i get it <laughs> yeah. Charles, very talented also movies i didn't see alfie allen was also alfie allen who played the angry also at the oscars he did not win an oscar i think he is holding taika watiti's oscar for best adapted screenplay there oh, for jojo rabbit i would love because he was in it to hold that <laughs> Wait, why? How did I not know? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Did you see Jojo Rabbit? I have to see that too. I didn't see it. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. I saw a bunch of the, uh, the yeah, movies, almost all of them. Yeah. I'm just like missing the ones that I happen to. I, I happen to skip. <laughs> I think it'll be cool when a Game of Thrones Casper uh, does finally win an Oscar. I'm sure it'll mm-hmm. happen sooner mm-hmm. or later. And I, it would be cool to see one of them up on stage if they had won. But I, I'm pretty happy Parasite won. Yeah, I'm curious to see what you think about it. I, I, I. It's I'm a thriller, feel like it. isn't it? it is a, I'm a big yes. thriller person. I don't like horror, but I like thrillers. It, so. it's, it, I mean, it, it, it's a thriller, but it's very much based in, like, you know, it, it's got a, a good character base. I feel like it's probably, like, right up my alley. I just, like, I, like, hadn't kept my eye on it the way I should this award season until it was too late. <laughs> I know. Me neither. It's, it, it's expanding out into other theaters now. Which yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, next week we can talk about it because I'm curious if you yes. think about it. And then we can... Look forward to the HBO show of Parasite starring the Hulk <laughs> as Mr. Ooh, Kim boy, or whatever he's going to play. All right. So that's that. The Oscars. Very nice. Congratulations mm-hmm. to all the winners. And now I want to bring on um, Wick writer, mm-hmm. contributor extraordinaire, Ariba Bouvad, <laughs> to talk about Outlander. Uh, the, oh my God, the star show. Star mm-hmm. show, right? Thank God. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, four seasons running very big show i think uh, of course we've all heard about it i never got around to watching it myself which is part of the reason i wanted to bring you on Ari, because you are kind of like our go-to person on whip when there's an outlander story yeah. it's like is ariba available <laughs> can't you write about it <laughs> so, I how are you it. doing yeah no outlander is, i'm good thank you so much for having me on guys of course so i guess what i just want to ask so 
as an Outlander fan, like, because you're someone who who has watched all of it and apparently is really into it. Like, um, how'd you first find it? So I'm a huge, like, I love period dramas, anything to do with history or anything historical. So I was looking for a new show. And I think this was after the first season had already aired. And I kept seeing some stuff about Outlanders. I'm like, what is this show? And I started watching it after the first season. I was like, oh, my God, I need more. And I think the second season was about to come out. So yeah, I just kind of stumbled across it. But yeah, there was so many people talking about it. And because it is based on a book series by the same name, um, there's already a huge fan, you know, community that exists. And there's so much about it already. And even if you go to conventions, like any panel you go to Outlander related, you'll see like, all these people, middle-aged women there so excited to like be a part of the panel because they're so in love with the story. So yeah, it's, it's really fun actually. Yeah, I've heard, I mean, it's not just like, a, it, it, it's been a book series that's been going on since like the early 90s, I think. Like a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, I think ago. even 80s. I think it may even be the 80s if I'm not mistaken. I have just wow. Googled it. Apparently yeah. it was 91 was the very first outline oh, of the book. Oh, okay. You're which right. is like, is, that's a long time. Like, yeah, it's really That's long longer time. than A Song of Ice and Fire has been around. So it's yeah, been going on for yeah. quite a long time. And just really quickly, if you would uh, summarize it for a newbie, how would you lay out what Ooh. is Outlander? Let's see. Okay, so at its heart, it's obviously a love story, but trying to put it in a nutshell, it's basically a time-traveling <laughs> romance that... Love it so far. Yeah, it involves action, there's drama, there's a lot of passion, and, you know, the gist of it is, is that there's a character that goes back in time accidentally and... She goes from the 1940s to the 1740s and she finds herself in another time, a different place, and she ends up falling in love in this place. And that's kind of where the story goes on from. And you meet all kinds of people through her kind of time traveling adventures. And then, of course, it brings in Sam Hewen's character, Jamie, who is from the 18th century. And so, yeah, so it's, yeah, if I can explain it as just a time traveling love story, basically, but. I think that has an excellent tagline yeah. for it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, this is a dumb question. Like, so is Jamie Sam Sam Hewen Hugen? Hewen? Yeah, Hewen. I think so. I'm pretty sure it's Hewen. Yeah. Is he the Outlander? <laughs> what is an Outlander? <laughs> what is an Outlander? I guess that's a half serious question. I don't know how serious yeah. it is myself. I'm like, hmm. I don't. You know, unless that's addressed in the book, which I <laughs> I only started reading the first book. I'm not sure we know that yet, or if that even is a thing, but maybe wonder, someone looks for a better explanation. I wonder if it's Claire. Claire oh, so Claire is the person who comes, yeah. who's time traveler. So yeah. in German, foreigner is, the word is Ausländer, it's, oh. uh, which literally just means an outlander person from an outside land. So that could be it. She's coming from Ooh. an outside land over to uh, Scotland or wherever. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's, Probably it. You're right. According to Crystal, uh, Claire is the Outlander and Jamie is a Highlander. Jacqueline, by the way, says Outlander's the best. Can't wait. Love historical dramas caught it on stars halfway through the first season and hooked. And again, like hooked for a long time. So like what has kept you coming back like year after year? Because it's been going on for four seasons. Now we're going into the fifth. And um, I mean, from where I'm sitting, the the fandom has all only grown. So do you have like an opinion of like what has kept people kind of hooked and like plugged into this series and coming back for more like wh- why has it been yeah kind of like game of thrones I, like growing as it's as it's gone along as it goes on yeah i think a lot of it is definitely the characters i mean obviously the central characters are jamie and claire but right. 
I think you find yourself every season getting invested in even secondary characters. And you even if you've never read the books, you're just watching and you want to know what's going on with each person. And then because there's so many aspects to it with the time travel and you're in different time periods. And I just think that part of it is so alluring for people watching because you're just hooked to like what's going on. And I think the love story between Jamie and Claire is definitely the one thing that I think any Mm -hmm. fan will say is like, the reason why they're coming back every year to, you know, or every couple of years to watch what's going on. And I think that's probably the main reason. But yeah, I think the characters and the love story is definitely what keeps people wanting to see more. And, and yeah, even if you haven't read them, and I think if you haven't read the books, it's an even, it's more exciting to know what's coming ahead, because you have no idea versus if you're a book reader, you may have sort of an idea, you know, because they stay pretty close to the material. Yeah, I've always thought that about like Game of Thrones too. Like back in the day yeah. when, when they were adapting the books, like people knew what was going to happen, but mm-hmm. they still watched and even yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. further. It doesn't really yeah. like preclude your interest. Yeah, same goes with like Harry Potter, like Hunger oh, totally. Games. It's yeah. just, it, it's exciting to see it translated on yeah. screen or sometimes even bash it and be like, oh no, they missed this or <laughs> they the didn't get the hair color right. <laughs> oh yeah. Chandra says uh, the love story and uh, I have heard that that like the, the, it's like the ship to end all ships, oh, yeah. Jamie and Claire. That it's mm-hmm. like the ultimate thing you go in for. Yeah. So now for we. Sure. I think. Yeah, I think they're my favorite couple on TV for Aww. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Oh yeah. I think I've read that in your posts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, about the characters, I'm not 100 sure if you can actually see this. We'll see. So so now we talk about the basics. So mm-hmm. now that we're, 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 we're going to season five. Yep. I want to show you this picture. You just explain, like, run down this line. Who are these people and okay. what is going on with them going into the new season? Like, why should we be invested? What are their, what are their okay. burning conflicts? <laughs> all right. So starting from all the way to the left, we've got Roger and then we've got Brianna. Brianna is the daughter of Claire and Jamie, who are to the right, um, to the left, you know, the second two to the right. Um, so we got Claire and Jamie. And basically in this picture um, it is Brianna and Roger's wedding. And to get to this point, it's been very dramatic. And there's, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on in season four that finally got them to this point. Didn't think it was going to happen, but it finally did. It finally is. And I think this is what season five is opening up with is their wedding. Right. And I believe that's also, um, unless someone else has read the book that's listening, but I believe the fifth book also sort of starts with a gathering and I believe the wedding. So they're kind of sticking close to what happens in the books here. And I'm sure things will sure. be different here and there, but yeah, going into season five, we're going to see this wedding take place. And I think this might be one of the few happy moments we have this season, because <laughs> this season will be about um, Jamie being in the American revolutionary war. He's of course fighting on the British side, which is controversial because you know he fought against them in scotland and so there's a lot of uh there's going to be some more um elements to this again which we haven't really seen in a while um so yeah i mean that's the gist of it and i think that's we're going to be going into that i think pretty quickly into season five because it's such a big significant part of this season and based on interviews with all of these guys that's pretty much what they're alluding to as well but at least we're opening with the wedding so that's exciting you have to have some sweetness before it starts to crumble all down on you. So, so it's a lesson we've learned. What are you looking forward to this season? Like, what do you want out of it? What's your, like, your best and worst case scenarios? Yeah, I think best case scenario, it'll be that everyone's just a little more happy. Because sometimes I think we end seasons on a sad, somber note. And I think the best case scenario would be that things end up okay at the end of the season just for us. <laughs> Stick a okay. uh, 
And worst case, I mean, there is conflict that is between uh, Jamie and another character. And I would be really sad to see that crumble in any way because that's such a strong relationship that's built up over the course of this season. And this character is really uh, a meaningful person in Jamie's life. So I would be really sad to see something bad happened there so I'm crossing my fingers that doesn't happen but yeah overall I'm just hoping that we get some happy moments even though it seems like that may not be the case can I ask you like because I know that the, 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 again we've talked about this as a book series are you ever tempted to like just kind of flip through the fifth book a little bit and just like <laughs> flip to the parts you're nervous about and see what happens or you just avoided that completely I'll avoid it completely. Like I, w- I want to read the book. So I'm like, I've started reading the first one, but yeah, I'm the type of person that's like, I just want to be surprised. And later when I yeah. read the book, it'll fill in the gaps. I think it was great self-control. I totally skipped to the end of books. I'm horrible like that, but that, that that's a me problem. Uh, Julie is saying, it looks like Roger is waiting to go back to his own time. That'll be interesting if it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If that does happen. Yeah. That'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I think that'll also be an element of the season for sure. I mean, I guess if you're in the Revolutionary War, like, and you have the option to go back to, like, indoor plumbing or something yeah. in the 60s, like, it was not the worst option you could take. Yeah, but I guess it would, um, I think with that, there's also some, co- there will be a complication of whether or not he can go back with his family because uh, his wife, or well, his going-to-be wife, Brianna, had a baby and that's also part of the season is you know they have their family now and i'm not based on what we learned last season it's not for sure if she could also go back in time but that's something i think we'll find out this season as well Mm. so that might be a reason why he doesn't want to go back or he doesn't yeah i don't want to like get too into the weeds here but i'm I'm a little curious so (laughs) are there like time traveling rules like are you allowed to go back but you're not allowed to go forward or like Um, it's like a cap or something you know, I've always wondered why, and I don't know. I'm if sure Reddit knows. Answered, yeah, but I've always wondered if why it is that specific point in time that they go to because Claire, of course, has gone back to her present time mm-hmm. during the book in the books as well as the series, and so there's only certain people that are able to go back and forth or are uh. able to time travel at all. Um, it's not everybody, so not everybody can go up to these stones in Kregnadun and travel. Kregnadun is the name of the circle of stones that you time travel from. Sure. Yeah, so everybody cannot do it. But, yeah, so I'm curious as to, and I wonder if anyone can answer this question, because I don't know if it's addressed anywhere, but I don't know why it goes to that specific point in time. So that's a, that's a question I still have. But, yeah, only certain people can time travel. They hear this noise and something happens and they're able to do it. So that's something you kind of cool. learn. Yeah. I mean, um, we can ask the commenters if anybody out there knows the rule yeah. of the time travel and outlander. Feel free to weigh <laughs> yeah. in, call in. Yes, please. Dial the hotline. <laughs> <laughs> or not. I mean, I think one of those things is like kind of better left unexplained, but again, I haven't watched yeah, the show yeah. enough. Um, before yeah. I let you go, I'll just, there are a couple of commenters, both Jacqueline and Crystal are lauding the costume design mm-hmm. as amazing, outstanding. Oh, yeah. Is that part of the reason you're interested in it? Or do you think that it's... It's an added bonus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think I think that's another great part of it, too. And I think there was an article about the costume designers, too. I think they spend so much time and detail into you know, creating their costumes. And I know for the wedding uh, episode, they spent a lot of time on her dress specifically, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to mix in elements of the, you know, of the 18th century, as well as where her present time is in the 1960s or 70s or so. 
So that's a really big part of costume design this year. And I thought that was super interesting. So I definitely love seeing that part of it too. And even just their production in general is absolutely amazing. Um, I took a trip to Scotland a couple of years ago really? and I for sure, I did the whole Outlander tour. I was driving <laughs> all the car and I took pictures in front of all the major. So, you know, I think that's part of it too is sometimes people love watching the show and then they go and see these places in person and some of these places is where they're filming. So I feel like their production and costume also adds to why everyone loves the show so much. Yeah. Maybe I'll just try to pick it up into season five and see if I, see if I get yeah. into it. Yeah, why yeah, not? So it plays off. And yeah. we're going to cover Outlander on Wick. Feel free to tune in for that. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts, Reba, on Outlander season five or Outlander in general? Um, I'm excited for the season five premiere this Sunday, and I'm excited to see the wedding. I think that's what a lot of people <laughs> are waiting for. So definitely looking forward to that. Very cool. And we'll cover it on Wick. Thanks, th- th- thanks much for being on here, yeah, Reba. Thank it was you. great talking to you. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. All right. Adios. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Outlander. Time traveling romance. I should get into it more. I I should because I know it's so big and I try to, you know, watch and read everything I can. It's kind Mm -hmm. of in this area, but there's just, there's just so much to do. Yeah. I'm reading Wheel of Time now, which is like this big, but you know, I I will get to, I'll get to everything I possibly can. And I can never remember Rock Island, Stone Island, whatever. Forget it. Um, (laughs) Okay, there are, it's a must-watch, says Jacqueline. I will try. I'm going to try. <laughs> All right, so there are other things going on in the world of entertainment. Alan yeah, Five's around yeah. the corner. But you also want to talk about, we got some new picks the yes. other, yesterday, I think. Yeah, yesterday this from, dropped from Entertainment Weekly. They have a big uh, Wonder Woman feature coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they dropped a couple new photos from Wonder Woman. 1984. 1984. That's the sequel. Yeah. So That's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. So they say that one of like kind of the opening scenes is like, just basically Wonder Woman and she's kicking butt in the mall. So, you you know, we've kind of, I feel like it might be a little Stranger Things-esque because it's like, yeah, we've kind of, we've literally just been back in this time period for Stranger Things, but I am... Stranger Things, Pose, like, it's all about the yeah, 80s Yeah, it's right all now. about the 80s. And so, that kind of plays um, a big part in Pedro Pascal's role, too. He plays, uh, like... Maxwell Lord, who they're like, is this kind of Tony Robbins like figure, <laughs> you know, kind <laughs> of just like, yeah, like, oh, you know, you can get anything that you want. You deserve this. You da 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 da. Uh, with Kristen Wiig. Yes, with Kristen the Wiig. Villain, the cheetah. As cheetah. Yeah. Okay, is that a fun choice? Interesting choice? Weird choice? To what? Cast because obviously she's known for being SNL. Yeah. Like one of the funniest SNL people to come out in a long time, yeah. by the way. But like, I'll admit, when I heard, it, like, so you're going to be a comic book movie villain, yeah, huh? It's going to be hard for me to see her in a role that's kind of, like, where she has to be, like, as a villain, has to be serious. Like, I can kind of like see action. her playing, like, yeah, in action. Because it's like, oh, she's joking, right? Like, this isn't really her. <laughs> but I'm I'm open to the idea, obviously. Oh, I'm open to um, it. And she was talking about how she just, like, worked really hard, um, you know, because it's something that she's not used to. Um and that photo, yeah. So I think I don't know if like her and Pedro Pascal are gonna be like the two villains. Definitely her. Seems like it, right? But yeah, it, I think his character in the comics, either way, is a villain. And there, she's a so she's a gem gem gemologist. Ge- yeah, a gemologist, <laughs> gemologist. <laughs> which sounds like a mate. I'm sure yeah. it's real. 
it sounds like something you would make up when you're like, I want to be a gemologist. Well, that's not a real thing. Yeah. So that's her profession there. So this picture right there, they're in her office and they're pointing at this, what they call an ancient artifact, which I guess is like the MacGuffin of the movie. Sure. So it, I'm assuming it's, like... It's a gem. She's yeah. in her gemology practice. <laughs> I'm assuming there, Pedro Pascal is going to like want it for like unlimited power or, you know, it's got some of these, you know, high quality. Maybe it's from, what's that, Damascara, where she's from. Right. So I'm sure... Unless, you know, Patty Jenkins has a better idea, which, you know, we'll never know what happens until the movie comes out. But I feel like that might be the kind of like central plot to it. We'll find out later. It'll um, be a good time. I mean, I like what I read about them sitting in the 80s, not just kind of because, but because they want to do this whole, you know, kind of Gordon Gecko Wall Street, greed yeah, is good parody yeah. thing. Yeah. Which makes sense for one woman because she's all about, you know, truth and love and beauty and justice. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to put her against kind of a consumerist villain and to be in dc like the levels of meta you know the capital united states government oh yeah, yeah, yeah. lady justice All the iconography, yeah. like the like the white house stuff is <laughs> yeah. cool and we have this photo of her and her oh my god i'm Let's sure it's a, her new a comic armor. reference I yeah have no doubt. yeah with the wings <laughs> oh i'm in love so this movie looks really fun um that looks like she's wearing fencing in that one particular photo. <laughs> it kind of does, yeah. But, and I'm sure in motion, it looks like wings. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for Wonder Woman to take flight this summer. With aluminum siding. <laughs> no, don't make fun of her. <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, it looks great. Yeah, it um, looks great. Are you a comics person? Like, if you read the Wonder Woman comics? You know what? I, I know that's, like, from the comics. That yeah. Honor. It's hard for me to get into comics. I'm... Which is weird because I'm a visual person, but not mm-hmm. when it comes to comics for some reason. I like, it's like I either like straight novels or I like straight movies, but I don't like the pictures and the words <laughs> together. Don't you mix those together. <laughs> no, I Keep get very away particular about that. But I do, it's like I, I either like know enough of the comic book history just by like osmosis um, or, you know, because obviously comics are a lot to keep up with too. And then they have like these different runs and all that stuff. But um, yeah, there's that. And of course, I don't think we have a picture of Steve Trevor. Chris Pine is in this movie. <laughs> and I'm starting to think that he might be like a figment of her imagination or something. He's wearing a fanny pack. And... <laughs> it's just the 80s. So even her figments have to wear fanny packs and yeah. act like they're like 40-year-old grandpas but in young bodies walking around yeah. understanding things. Yeah, because they, so in the in the Entertainment Weekly story, they were talking about how like, you know, it's the 80s, World War One was so long ago, all her friends have died and it's like kind of lonely for her. And um, so I'm like, this is a coping mechanism. She's going to imagine Steve Trevor being alive because she is like, you know, losing it. They're not losing it. Losing I mean, it. <laughs> I guess that would make more sense than Steve Trevor hopping through a wormhole and coming to 1986 <laughs> or whatever. But I don't like that kind of, I'm not sure that I like that either. Yeah. Just like, you know, she, she's lost her friends, but she's, does she really need to imagine an imaginary friend and yeah. walk around with her? And like Because Chris Pine was saying, he was like, yeah, he's like, I, I kind of just like a background role. I'm like the, the Watson to her home sort of thing. So it's like, okay. So Yeah. It's giving me slight Palpatine vibes where do you really need to be here? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think they're like, we like that Chris Pine kid. Oh, it's a shame he had to die. So, like, yeah, it looks really just weird, yeah. That's not a problem. Like, just, cause it, just because it's a shame he had to die doesn't mean he has to be back. Yeah. Like, so yeah. You, 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 you can let things go. It's possible. 
What a I concept. Mean, but maybe it'll be great. It does. The, the movie itself looks really good. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Definitely yeah. one of the, my more interested in things mm-hmm. movies coming up in the yeah, year. Yeah, it looks very fun. Anyway, speaking of superheroes, you want to chat about uh, the Birds of Prey? Yeah. Com- well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, would, I don't know. I want it's like I want to stray away from like the whole. I know I I pitched it as controversy because it is it's it's buzzy. Birds of prey is buzzy. So yeah, birds of prey because, and the fantastic emancipation yes. of one Harley Quinn is out now this weekend. I did not see it. I wanted to see it. Yeah, I, I will try to make time to see it. it was, yeah, I got sick over the weekend. I was like, oh, I'm shut I'm in. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it looked but, pretty fun. Yeah, it looks know? fun. It has really great reviews. The last yesterday I checked like eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like tomato meter and audience score so it's getting really Rosie good Perez reviews knuckles. yeah <laughs> can't beat that um but it opened domestically uh to 33 million dollars and um what about 83 million 84 you know worldwide so it's like yeah. they did make back their budget which is good but it was still under the numbers that dc warner brothers had projected yeah, which is about like in more the like, 50s yeah. 40 50s um which to that extent made it the lowest DC opening um, to date compared to Shazam, which was like 53, I think. That surprised me. Yeah. That surprised me. Because, I mean, honestly, I, I thought the, the marketing was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, we're putting... The, it's interesting because the main reason they made this movie pretty much because everyone was so receptive to Harley Quinn and yeah. Suicide Squad. Which but, did, like, decently... Yes, despite getting yes, yeah, Suicide Squad did decently, even though that was like I I watched that like last weekend that. or weekend before, like watched it over, and I was like, "Ooh, that was a rough watch." <laughs> but Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie is what made the movie fun, um, and so like I don't doubt that Birds of Prey, you know, was a fun movie, but unfortunately, it's like they did draw people to theaters, um, which is kind of disappointing, <laughs> but. Yeah, so the big thing that was going on yesterday was now that this goes with some wording too. Technically, Warner Brothers did not change the title of right, Birds of right. Prey, but they encouraged um, what is this? AMC, Regal Cinemas, all these theater chains to change the titling to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, which is more of like, I guess, what do you call it? like a search engine optimization yeah, friendly exactly. term? Yeah, exactly. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. So rather than the admittedly long yeah, original title, but like good, yeah. I, I guess I actually think it's a great title because it's really fun and interesting. And it's a fun title, yeah. So everybody was like, you're, you it know, is not SEO optimized. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, Harley Quinn is in the subtitle, but nobody uses the subtitle, so it's like I don't know if and how it'll make a difference. I feel like if you just Google search Harley Quinn movie, Birds of Prey will come up oh, anyway. Totally. Or, like, you probably already had your mind made up about whether or not you wanted to see this movie. So, I'm not really sure how it's going to do, you know, if it'll pick up steam. or Because the box office this weekend is, like, Sonic, the Will Ferrell movie. Sonic, man. Can't fight that. <laughs> Which, actually, I'm going to go see because my dad really wants to see it. Sure. Uh-huh. And it's, it's James Munson, yeah. though. So, <laughs> and That's Jim the Carrey. <laughs> but, yeah, Birds of Prey, I don't. I don't know how I have it's, a nephew who might make me take him and like Sonic. I'll do it and I'll only be like a little resistant. I know cool. you know what legitimately though I want to see it because I know like a lot of people like growing up my age or like our generation were like oh yeah I'm a really big Nintendo kid we never had Nintendo growing up we had the Sega Dreamcast and like PlayStation 2 so we played a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> video games. 
name. So that is like really embedded in my childhood, oddly. So I actually am going to be saying that this weekend. God bless. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good time. Thank you. I mean, the bad thing about like things like the Birds of, the Birds of Prey news is that like whenever there's like an underperforming, which by the way, is very relatively speaking, because like yeah. $23 million is like, and like in no circumstance, but this one is a small amount of money. Mm-hmm. But like whenever yeah. that kind of happens, they use this excuse to say like, oh, this kind of movie doesn't work. We shouldn't make ones like that. So exactly. like that, I think, is the fear. Right. Like this kind of cool, interesting, edgy, female driven, directed, written movie doesn't make like a ton of money. They're like, OK, so the entire thing doesn't work. Anything exactly. like doesn't work, yeah. which is, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm like. The unfortunate result maybe hoping that you know the trolls luckily now the trolls well i think rotten tomatoes fixed the like trolling system where they just like tank the scores i think that happened like right around yeah, ghostbusters was around, or was it like captain marvel captain marvel that oh yeah that was it because it was like i think it's it kind of started with like ghostbusters and then the force awakens and then yeah captain marvel was like the tipping point we're like a woman in a movie <laughs> this is where i draw the line <laughs> i know that they're like like the people online will like argue against it like the people are just expressing their opinions like it doesn't look coincidence to you that all the movies that get tanked yeah. are like females yeah. like all of them like yeah. what does it ever happen like it's it's a little suspicious yeah but it's like they, they got on these crusades and they they kind of like pump it up to like you know overemphasizing like where it's it's really falsifying like sure. how these people are feeling about it kind of like <laughs> which is really crazy out there but you know like russians meddling like in in a political <laughs> campaign yeah it's like they're just there's a word that i'm trying Weren't to think of here they get the marvel thing russia at some point i think so yeah i, should, I shouldn't talk on that because i'm really <laughs> yeah really we're really getting deep in here but yeah it's like oh yeah just creating all these accounts and just spewing stuff just to create you know, uh, fake chaos where it's, it doesn't really exist. So that's a great wick club topic. Yeah. Ooh. You see some stuff. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Our, uh, birds of prey retrospective mashed in with all of that. So, and finally, I just want to finish up with what (laughs) are we we watching? watching? So I want to ask you about your Westworld run through because that got some news in there. Basically. I I mean, I'm not watching anything new. Avenue five still kind of sucks. I did watch Avenue five. I think I watched it. One through three, I didn't watch four. Oh, you dove in. I did watch it, yes. What do you think? Mm. <laughs> For me, I... Like, it's not aggressively in your face yeah. horrible. It's just, it's not nearly at the level I need it to be to I like think love it. My problem with it is that I... like I Okay, I'll, I'll say it's like I don't know what's going on each episode where it feels like each episode doesn't really have like an arc. Like I'm like, they're just kind of no, doing stuff and it's not very organized or structured. Very much. It's so weird because it's like, it's like, it's a comedy mm-hmm. and like comedies have low stakes, but it's like using dramatic techniques, like cliffhangers. Yeah. And like, like, like full arcs, but like this does not fit. Yeah. Like it doesn't fit what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. And that small little, so I like Hugh Laurie. He's amazing. I, he's so he's been switching accents. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, like he, I think he's such a great actor that it's like, I realized it and then I don't. I was like, wait, was he using American? And then I like, it's like my mind was playing tricks on me until the uh, woman 
who the really like vocal one karen karen yeah came up she's like wait you're british and i was like oh okay so he (laughs) has been doing that so shout out to hugh laurie for i think they're working with what they've got and they're doing their best i mean the thing is like they've got a lot yeah it's an expensive looking show yeah they spend money on this i it just it's just not working for me no um i think it's 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 pretty rough yeah you're gonna keep watching I, I I volunteered to review it like an idiot, thinking it was going to be really good. It's low stakes that, involved. At least it's like you know half hour episodes weekly, yes, so you that, don't have to binge. Nice. So oh, no, just thirty minutes, just like exercise, thirty minutes a day, not even for this. I'm also watching the out uh, the Outsider, yeah. not the Outlander. I could probably watch out, Outlander, <laughs> the Outsider, Stephen King thing. Very very creepy, very very good. I'm enjoying it. We're almost done. It's wrapping up. Um, McMillions, I watched. That was pretty fun. That FBI McMillions, agent, yeah. Dude. I mean, <laughs> the, the centric one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like torn between you're very charming and how do you have this job? Yeah, I liked him at first, and he's like, oh, he's one of those guys, just really gets on you. But I mean, you gotta you gotta give it to him for you know being able to kind of spike that whole thing and have mm-hmm. that drive. So but mainly, I want I wanted to ask you about um, Westworld, which you're watching yeah, now. They yeah. have a new poster for season three out. They just released yeah, today. It's pretty cool, I think. I have no, I'm by no means able to analyze this. Yeah, I won't. Well, free will is not free. I mean, that's kind of a a whole overarching theme there. But so I am Vermont state logo for robots or something. (laughs) I am. Which one is live for your guys at New Hampshire, Vermont? I don't know. Halfway through season two. Oh, so ideally I could finish it by this week, depending on how I feel. But, um, I really, you know what? I don't know when the last time I talked to you about it was, but I know one of the things I you had. You were in season one. I don't think yeah, I was in season yet. one. I was like one up. I was like on the penultimate episode, and I was like, everything has been revealed. I don't know why there's still another episode left. And you're like, no, trust me, you'll you'll know why. And then when I finally watched it, I was like, oh, Dan was right. <laughs> I was like literally <laughs> thinking he was right. There yeah, was that was good. so much, you know, revealed about the you know man in the black hat and the connection about the timelines and that just completely and Dolores goes ape and just starts killing that folk. completely blew me away but my that is my criticism though about season two is I love Dolores in season one I don't like her in season two to me it's a little it's like obviously it's out of character it's a character change but I also couldn't see that being her character progression because it was like she was just so nice and sweet and charming mm-hmm. and caring and then for her to just be like this ruthless dictator sort of person, I was like, but would she really do that? I don't know. Like Maeve. Yeah. She's, you know, she's been Maeve's you know, more consistent. She's yeah. been pretty consistent. That's just been her. Um, oh, but what I did, like, I just watched the um, Shogun World episode. Oh, yeah. It's which, it's a beautiful show. Yeah. Which to me kind of felt like a filler episode, but it, like that was a really fun one it to was. kind of see you know how the parks have expanded to see even like i think the one in like india or however that worked so i'm really liking how they kind of like took it past as like okay they had the kind of like revolution and what are they going to do now so i think it's like i've been exploring like the whole delos thing or whatever the company is called and so yeah i really really like it i'm excited cool. I think I've got I'm, more episodes. I mean, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in season three yeah uh, because not that I'll, I, won't, I won't spoil anything for yeah. you but there's a <laughs> There's another big shift at the end of this oh, one. Oh, gosh. Kind of their MO. They're always shifting around. Yeah. Repiloting like crazy. <laughs> um, Christian says, The Outsider's been a very good nice watch. Creeps the wife out. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. I, get, I watch it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's my partner goes to bed. And I'm like, <laughs> It is quite creepy. I'm enjoying it. And uh, that's what we're watching. Yeah. What are you watching? Say it in the next couple seconds. We're all about the end of the episode. 
Um, <laughs> we'll be back next week, of course, with more, you know, news, reviews, insight analysis, talking about anything you guys want to talk about or what we're interested in. Um, if you have time, we are available on iTunes, Google Play. Feel free to go leave an 18-star review, five-star if you can't manage that, and a positive uh, written review, if you'd be so kind, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're interested. <laughs> and otherwise, we'll be back with more of this next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, here at the Wonderful Facebook page. Thanks for watching, everybody. All right. Thank you. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.